We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown from Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks. You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, a podcast for the number one ranked Jaguars in the AFC South. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. So it's, uh, <laughs> so it's December 27th. Obviously, uh, we're celebrating uh, the greatest gift any Jaguars fan can receive, which is becoming number one in the division, the AFC South, above our hated rivals, the Tennessee Titans. So obviously, this ranks first for all you guys as far as your your uh, best gift goes, I'm assuming, right? I mean, best gift that the organization could have given me, yes. But <laughs> best gift overall, I don't know, man. I got a pair of uh, I, I got a pair of hokers uh, under the tree this year. Some some nice running shoes, and I, I don't know. That's good. Hard to top that. I, I don't have a pair of hokers. I, I'm hearing great things about them. Uh, First place in the division. I'd rather get a, uh, a a a a a late gift from the Jags in two weeks when we're you know have won our last two games and have actually won the division. Dang, That's not the mood. This, this is a this is an, <laughs> I, mean, I can kill the mood because this isn't a uh, you know uh, I, I, if if I wrote a letter to Santa Claus and said I want the Jags to be in first place. He would have threw that stuff back at me last month, okay? Um, but no, really, um, Mrs. did a really good job this year, man. Got got myself a nice uh, foam cannon to wash the cars a little bit easier. So I'm excited about that. And, um, you know, all the little tech gadgets that I love to get. She, of course, speaking, speaking of tech gadgets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk Let, about let's that. Let's go there. So, yeah. It's unfortunate this isn't a video podcast. Otherwise, you all would see my very Apple-esque Ember, uh, <laughs> whatever, digital coffee cup or something. It's connected to an app, and it controls the temperature, and uh, and I have to yeah, charge it every yeah. day. So 
Yo, it's actually pretty what, nice. What, whatever. Hey, man, I'm in the wrong field. If I can, if I'm in the wrong field where I have to drink coffee out of a regular coffee cup, like a Neanderthal. <laughs> like a plebe. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Literally, I'm going to just, I, I'm, I mean, I, I'm in, so this thing controls the temperature of coffee or yeah, whatever's in yeah. your cup. Yeah. So when I poured it in, uh, Via my Keurig shortly ago, um, it God. registered at 170. Keurigs are actually not very good coffee, but it's quick and easy. But it registered at 170 degrees, which was horrifying at first. But it turns out that's actually not far off from like the ideal temperature, I guess, that you drink it at. You just don't think of it that way. So like right now, mine's set at 140 consistently. So until it dies, which it, right now it's at 64% battery, um, then I will maintain uh, 140 degrees, which is pretty How nice. long does it take you to drink a cup of coffee? Uh, not long. So realistically, I can keep this going for a little while, I think. Just keep refilling it, keep that charge going for a little while. For I think that that's the key. Sip. Yeah, I think that's the key is like <laughs> if you're if you're if you drink a lot, then you know, you're not constantly having to do that thing where you're like topping it off to reheat it, right? Especially at this time of the year. Um, but for those interested, you're not, selling me, you're not selling me on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, look, okay. This is the type of show. What we need to do is come out with that same cup, but keeping it cold for beer. Okay. Figure out some way to have a cup that keeps the beer cold hmm. and then it alerts you on your phone. Hey, it's getting too warm. You know, that's, you know, you got to chill it back off. Uh, what if that exists? I, hey, I don't know. Like I'm a, a listener might've just got an idea that's got the con- the brains to put that together and, and, couple years maybe we'll get a small caption in their success story who knows yeah um or or we'll just edit that out and not let yeah. anybody get that idea that's actually a really good idea actually like the reverse <laughs> like or what if it did both like in the morning it heats it for coffee but then in the evening it like you can flip a switch and it like reverses to keeping it cold for beer instead okay so fine that's the coffee with bailey's irish cream um mm-hmm. for the drinkers and then the uh bourbon at night Keep yeah. it chilled on and then during the day, during the day, soda, keeping soda. that uh, that diet coke nice and cold. No, this is football. People um, drink, so they're not worried about soda. They're worried yeah. about what their favorite alcoholic beverage is. Um, um. So yeah, that was a little bit too much. As JK three says, Ember isn't paying us, so I should probably shut up about it. But for those that are interested, go to my personal Twitter, and I've posted many pictures and screenshots of the oh, app cool. <laughs> um so we'll see until i put it in the dishwasher and ruin it but so uh but yeah no uh, that's good what about favorite christmas movie i know that was a topic that we delved into the other day i, I said national lampoons i'm changing it to die hard and die uh, hard yeah die hard yep die hard sergeant <laughs> Al Powell, the, the, man. the bruce the bruce willis movie yeah yeah it's a christmas movie better believe it I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I'm not, gonna, 30th, I'm not here to argue with you about it. Thirtieth floor, Nakatomi, Christmas Eve, man. Yeah, they they it got real. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, I don't even know how to follow that one up. I would say, um, I mean, Christmas Vacation to me, like I didn't really get into the holiday. I don't ever get into the holiday spirit until I watch that movie. Like Christmas Vacation is one of the like that or Home Alone. I'm a Home Alone 2 kind of guy. So, yeah. 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 But Home Alone, Home Alone Christmas Vacation. What about you, Corey? Yeah, I'm Home Alone as well. However, I did just see uh, A Violent Night in the theaters the other day. I don't know if you've heard about that. It's <laughs> what? Like, have you seen that? No. I haven't so heard it's, of it. 
Google it, and anybody that hasn't seen it, go see it, because it's like Home Alone, but like the most extreme violent version of that. It's like a Santa Claus that goes and like saves these people in their house who were uh, being like, I guess, uh, kidnapped or something like that. And it's one of the most violent movies I've ever seen. Like the Santa goes off. It's crazy. Worse than like Kill Bill? Uh, eh, uh, I don't know. I've never seen Kill Bill, so I can't oh tell my, you. What? Oh, you're sitting here watching Rambo Santa, but you're, you're, you've never seen Kill Bill? No, I haven't. But oh my Violet God. Night, I'm telling you that it's actually super entertaining. And uh, and like I said, they actually have scenes where they actually call back to Home Alone, but like actually show you the like the real violent version of what would have happened in that house. Um, versus the you know more PG version that we saw back in the day. So, um, so I don't know. It's a tie between Home Alone and probably uh, A Violent Night now, which is um, all right. So uh, shifting gears to the Jags. So seven and eight, we talked about the greatest gift outside of what our family gave us, of course, uh, being <clears throat> the uh, number one rank in the division. So were you guys watching that Titans game that night as it progressed to sort of see how that fell into place, or did you just hear about it after the fact? Oh no! I was locked in. I was watching it. I was watching the. I, yeah, I no. I there was only two games last week that I was interested in, um, and it was the Jags on Thursday night, which I'm so glad Thursday night football they showed up um, because historically, and I've got a bunch of family that is uh, you know scattered around the country, and whenever the Jags you know get the opportunity to play uh, you know on like a primetime game or you know kind of where the NFL just basically you know, forces it down your throat. You know, I'm always getting a ton of texts whenever the Jags aren't doing well. But they pulled the W out on Thursday night. It was great. And then instantly on uh, on, on Sunday, yeah, I was I was locked in, um, you know, to that Titans game, to the Titans and, and Texans. And, man, it was – it's great. It's, it's, it's falling in our place, and it never falls in the Jaguars' favor. Like, that's what's so shocking about it. Like, to yeah. the point to where – like, would you have thought, like, a, like maybe a month ago, that the Jags would be sending out emails and calls for playoff priority? No, <laughs> not a chance. Like a month ago, like Unless literally, it was an accident. <laughs> if it was an accident, if anyone says that, that, oh, we knew all along, you're lying, you're lying, because we all here had faith in Trevor Lawrence, and we still never would have thought that. Uh, it, it's amazing how a month, and this is what the makes the NFL season so exciting how one month can change everything everything um even if the you know the national media continues to hate on us um which we'll get into that later but it's just it's a great feeling to be you know two games to go one of them definitely going to be for the division you know talk of oh will Doug rest guys you know I, I mean nobody knows he doesn't tell anybody anything and he moves to the beat of his own drum. So, you know, who knows? But just the fact that we're in the conversation, just the fact that Trevor's on a roll. And after an emotional win against Dallas, you go up to New York where the snow monsoon is coming. It's already raining and it's cold up there. And had it not been raining and windy, they probably would have won the game 40-3. to You know, had some drop balls, couldn't really hold on to it. The wind was blowing. Um, I think our kicker should get another uh, game ball for that. You know, you know, I don't know how many game balls you know, give out one or ten. Who knows? But the fact that he he could even make a kick. Oh, he plays in the league. You go try and make a kick when the gust is twenty twenty five miles an hour. Um, 
you know, he's making kicks. I think what he missed one. Yeah, he missed one. But, but the how, one that he missed, the wind was like swirling. Yeah, so yeah, it, you, you it was, give him that one. Yeah, it was lined up and it went sideways. And, and but the, my point is, coming off that emotional win against the Cowboys, to go up there and take care of business and get out of there, just win the game and leave. Get the heck out of there. It was a great um, turnaround too, as far turn- as like time goes. Yeah. So you're two, you you got two wins under your belt. The last couple, a very emotional last couple of games. You got three days of extra rest, enjoy time with family to kind of maybe let some bumps and bruises heal. I know we lost, you know, Smoot, and you know that that just um, sucks. That that just is terrible. But the emotional part, the part that I was afraid of of them having the emotional hangover, didn't happen. And I'm like, okay, look, here we go. We we got the momentum rolling. We owe Houston a butt kick, and I hope they go in that dome. That's why I hope they don't rest people. God forbid nobody gets hurt. I hope they go in there and just kick their butt. Just beat them silly. I would send Davis Mills home. I would say that, man, ever since the, like, this wave has just been happening, like, you know, you you beat the Titans, and it's like your your rival. You just stomp them, right, in Nashville where they haven't won. Uh, And then you follow that up with, like you said, Derek, a pretty big win, um, you know, against the, the the Cowboys. You follow that, you stack that W with a good win that a lot of people were on the fence about. As far as like you know, the Jaguars, if they like, are the Jaguars gonna do the, the Jaguars thing? Um, and then you come out, you know, of New York beating a team that you should beat. Um, and now, dude, the 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 city, the People are just buzzing with the, with a, like with this team, and they're seven and eight. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 still kind of under five hundred, and people are still. That's a good point. Like you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to tell you would not be able to tell this team was seven and eight based off of the vibe right now in Jacksonville. Um, you go to the town center, you go to any other places, things like that. People have on Jags merch. People are you know go Jags. It's not like. You know, people people are asking. You know, at least in some of the conversations that I've had in passing, it's like, man, are they they're gonna make this run? You know, this, this reminds me of '96. Like, you know, here we go. And so I, I love that <clears throat> seven and eight has got everybody buzzing. Um, but then again, man, that game on, and I hate to look, and I'm not looking past the Texans or anything else like that. Uh, and we'll get into you know some of that you know a little bit later, but. Dude, that that January seventh or eighth game, whatever it's going to be against the Titans, is going to be like a changing of the guard, like wake up, the Jaguars are here kind of party at the bank, and it is it's it's going to be it's going to have playoff it's going to have playoff vibes to it. Dude, crazy when you look at all these things and. You know, oh, they got lucky. They play in a weak division. You know, you hear some of that. Their division has no quarterbacks. Who they played that, you know, just every excuse in the book. You can't make excuses for the five AFC teams that have made the playoffs. Okay? There are five that have clinched the playoff spot already. We've beaten two of them. Okay? The Ravens and the Chargers. All right? And then of the one, two, three, four, five, six teams that are in the, you know, or on the bubble. We've beaten three of them. It's no coincidence. The plan is working. Come up off of it. We're, we're, you know, 
Dion's been saying this, you know, a lot is his little phrase, and I'm gonna steal it. We're coming. It's our time. They are they are probably the most dangerous team. Not not the most, but that's one of the teams that you you don't want to play. You mm-hmm. don't want to play the Jags. Um, nope. You know, in, in the playoffs, uh, especially if you have to, like, let's just say, um, you know, the, it works out in our favor, and you have to come to Jacksonville, um, and that's a pretty even, you know, match because the weather is not going to be anywhere, you know, as bad as like Buffalo or uh, Kansas City or anything else like that. But playing this team on like. If you can take the factors as far as, you know, weather and all this stuff out of the way, this is one of the teams I wouldn't want to play on a neutral site just because of the the way that Trevor's been playing. Uh, the defense has been flying around. I don't know what's gotten into them over the last three weeks. The defense has been flying around. They're creating turnovers, and they're capitalizing off the turnovers as well. Now, it hasn't been pretty. You know, that first drive against New York, we, we had the fumble. Um, we only got three points. They, they only gave up three points after that. But from there, it was pretty much a, you know, a, a pretty, you know, foolproof plan for how they were going to plan on dominating uh, the Jets. And for all of the other Jaguars fans or anyone else that's watched the game, when was the last time you've seen an actual Jaguars team go down 96 yards and only have one third down that you have to convert? 96 yards and just methodically move the ball down the field 96 yards and turn it into into uh into six like it's every week there's something that's being done in a game that's showing that the coaching is there the pieces are there getting put together and you know all they have to do is execute other than when community college tebow <laughs> came in that was pretty much like a <laughs> dominant performance right I stole that Dude. from Twitter, by the way. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to whoever I stole that. From. <laughs> I really like that, but that was pretty much like a dominant game, right? I mean, it was kind of no, weird, actually. No, so and and this is, um, you know, shout out to Buddy Nick. I think I mentioned him on the last pod. He, uh, he, uh, he, he's a good friend of mine. He says Doug is just as much as an adjustment coach that the league has never seen. Um, as far as his adjustments, um, allegedly he did it in Philly. I have not studied that. Uh, we I know JK three, you know, some Philly fans. So maybe asked him that, but he allegedly is so good at, all right, has a team that they put things together on film, on tape and, and still pictures on the sidelines. And then they'll make adjustments. Cause think about it. When, when that backup QB came in for the jets, that first drive Corey, we were sitting together. I said, we don't have any tape and we don't have anything on him. Just wait till this drive is over with. They're going to go over there and figure that out and they're going to switch things and then he won't do anything. And he didn't do jack after that mm-hmm. because Doug has a plan in place. And that, that goes the same. Look at the Cowboy game in the third quarter. We erupted after they kind of got a, they took a step back and took a look to see what Dallas was doing. They made some changes and then boom, we're off to the races. So that's just, you know, that, that's just good coaching, something we're just not used to it. Remember, some of the coaching we've had, you know, third down crossing routes with uh, Blake Bortles. Um, we're not even going to bring up, you know, numb nuts last year. Um, we just haven't had really good coaching that really understands the game on a level that any of us or anybody outside of a head coach that has a championship, you know, 
you know, pedigree understands. He does. And we are lucky to have him. You think, look, Denver just fired their coach last week. You know they're going to enter the Sean Payton sweepstakes with those new owners because they know we got to get a guy like that. And that's what we have. We have that already in Jacksonville. And that's going to be outstanding for 10 years, you know, for years to come. It's amazing. One kind of quick random thing that I just saw, Derek, you might think is kind of interesting. And I, I think the answer to this is yes, but it's still kind of a cool thought. Is Dan Orlovsky had tweeted that has a team that had the number one pick in the NFL draft ever made the playoffs in the same season? And some people already responded, and I guess there have been a couple of them. But that's still pretty cool when you think about it. You know what I mean? Like, to, to come back from that. Forget, has a team that's had back-to-back number one picks and been in Ooh, tanks yeah. for four years yeah. ever made the playoffs? Has a team that had Irvin Meyer as head coach in NFL history ever made the playoffs the next season? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not again, though, like JK3 said, not to get ahead of ourselves, because, I mean, obviously we still have two weeks left. But, I mean, is it, go ahead, sorry. No, I just, it's it's outstanding. And... They, they have, looking at what has transpired in Tennessee with Tannehill going down and, and being out uh, for the rest of the you know, season, regular season, whatever it is, um, these, you know, these are games they shouldn't overlook. But when you sit there and look at them, it's like, dude, go take advantage. So what? You know, we've had injuries. Okay. We've had injuries before on, on our team. It happens. It's one of those things that happens in sports. The chips fall your way, and teams take advantage of that all the time. That's why we play the game. Let's let's. Hey, it's our turn. It's our time. Let's do it. I'm, and with an eighteen game or eighteen week season, you got to have some luck along the way. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, this team has has been a majority. They've been one of the healthiest teams throughout the entire year. Um, and it, and it stinks that you know two pivotal pieces have gone down uh, in Cam and uh, you know with with Smoot. You know, we've had some nagging injury with uh, Fadasaki as well, which I don't I, – I think the, the Smoot one, it, it hurts a little bit more um, because I think he's been, you know, more productive uh, than Fadasaki. But it's still next man up, and it's it's where you're going to have to be able to pull that depth. And a lot of teams don't really have that, you know, that, that depth. I mean, this is, what, first season that we've had 18 games? And it's like you really are looking at the wear and tear. You're really looking at the recovery and all the other stuff. And I think this goes back to, you know, how how healthy the Jaguars are now. It goes back to in training camp when, you know, Doug was giving them a couple of days off and during the mini camps where wasn't giving he, you know, he wasn't as as hard on them. It was, yeah, I'm giving the guys off the week. Um, you know, we're having, you know, a couple of veterans, you know, have days off and things like that. Um, you know, th- I think a lot of people will start taking note of that because of how long the season is. And really trying to maintain as much as you can, as much wear, and keep as much, uh, you know, uh, tread on the tires as you can. Because it is a long season. And it's going to get even longer, you know, going into the playoffs. You're going to go to places, uh, you know, that have extremely, you know, difficult playing or playing conditions. And it's going to really, you know, it's really going to see, you know, how how much of the wear you got, how much your recovery has been. Um, and, and I think going into, you know, this, these last couple of games, I think the Jags got to really do a good job as far as like recovery goes, but then also, you know, making sure that they're smart with some of the load management on some of the players, you know, as well. 
What's up, guys? This is JK3 here to talk to you about Titan by Arctic Zone. Didn't get the gift that you wanted under the tree or for the holidays this year. Have no fear. Arctic Zone is here. I'm currently using the Titan by Arctic Zone 14 ounce stainless steel mug. Perfect for coffee, tea, or any other beverage that you may want to enjoy. The mug is condensation free, has a pressure fit lid, and it's great for the office, backyard, or even out at tailgates. Make sure you go to arcticzone.com, A-R-C-T-I-C-Zone.com, and use Kellum10 at checkout for 10% off. Now back to the show. Okay, so looking ahead to the game this coming Sunday against Houston, I mean, is this pretty much a, um, I don't want to say, obviously there's been enough folks that have said we don't have to win this game in order to win the division and make the playoffs, but I mean, this is... As weird as it sounds, it's sort of like a statement game, right? Where you can't go in and, and underperform against a team that that bad if you're actually going to do anything in the playoffs if you make it, right? So how important is it to go in there and actually win? Not just win, but win big. Important. Very important. Yeah. Keep the momentum going. Yeah. Um, there's a rhythm that they've built that has been – it's been working. Don't disrupt that. Don't disrupt that to put all your chips – into one game because as you know we you know might be perceived with you know just only us in Jacksonville believe but outside of Jacks you know that game against the Titans isn't going to be our Super Bowl okay it's not going to be our you know the oh let's save it all for one game no we of course we want to we want the team to, to move past that they want to as players in that locker room they want to move past that so don't disrupt the rhythm that you've built just to sell, you know, to go all out for one game. Um, just prep like it's just a, it's just any other week, you know, another opponent. It's yeah. in the way for what y'all want to do. Yeah, you got to advantage, and you got to keep, like you said, you got to keep that momentum going. Like they're hot right now. Um, they're on a three game, three game win streak. They've got to continue that momentum going and build it up and kind of catapult them into you know, the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> and you can't look past this Houston team. Um, one, because they beat us earlier this year at home. Uh, and then I would say number two is because the last three games they've, they've been in, I mean, and, and they're not playing any slouches. They took Dallas, you know, to, to the wire, Kansas city. They took KC in the, into overtime, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, there, and then you know, they, they beat the Titans. Yep. So, they're, Lovey Smith has got them playing tough. Lovey Smith has got them, you know, kind of, you know, going to momentum. He's got players on there that they want to try to get a look at and see what's going. So you're going to take, you're going to get Houston's best shot because they've got division games that they're playing right now. And, you know, they're not going into the, the off season just, I mean, yeah, they're going to, they're going to go into the off season and w- with some prime draft position, but how good is it going to feel for them to go out and, you know, the last three wins of the year or their last, you know, potentially the last three wins of the year will be against divisional opponents. Yeah. Think about that. Like they've already beat the Titans. Um, they've already beaten the Jags once this year. So if they sweep the Jags, who will probably be the next, like, you know, the hot team in the AFC South, they're not really looking at that. They're just saying, all right, we swept the Jags twice last year when we were down, or excuse me, we beat them twice when we were down. And then you've got the Colts, who are, you know, that are coming up that aren't, you know, looking that good either. So they've got every, you know, 
five or every every you know reason to fight to want to win these last three games. You know they're they're not going to roll over because of potentially what we've got going on. They're looking to build up momentum going into next season. And like, what better way to build that up than to have a really good five game, you know, last five game stretch, you know, going into the 2023 season with a brand new, I mean, you, you got to get active in free agency. They're going to do good in the draft because of their draft position. So you, you, they're not looking past this game. They're looking to put a, you know, put, put a, uh, put a lump on us before we go into the final week. Hmm. That makes sense. So do you think there is any chance? I mean, obviously Doug Peterson and and the coaching staff are going to be arguing against looking ahead to the Titans, but do you think there's any chance that the players might just do that anyway and underperform? Um, there's always a chance, you know, you can't say yes or no, you know, the hundred percent to that. But I feel like if you look at, you know, um, the player interviews and how they have, the, you know, every, every single interview just about when they bring up coaching or the excuse, the reason why they're in a position where they are coaching, I'd run through the, I'd run through the wall for that guy. Um, I want to give a shout out to the coaching staff. I, I, we've heard all of those things. They're all telling the consistent consistent same message so the buy-in is real and if the buy-in is real that means that he's able to put up that wall and say hey guys yeah that's what they're saying but we don't care what they're saying we're focused here and right here right now the team that beat us 13 to 6 and made us look terrible okay what are we planning on doing about that he shouldn't have to say anymore they should be like, let's go get them, and that should be it. And they'll put the game plan together. They'll go out there and and hopefully wear them out. That's what I want. Take that cover to Tampa to Lovey to Bear to whatever you want to call it, okay? And his beard and that that sorry quarterback room they have, and 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 beat them like a silly drum, so we can move on to more important things. That that's what that's what I want. That no close game, none of that junk. Okay, go out there. No slow starts either. We got a little, mm-hmm. you know, we historically get a little slow start <clears throat> these last, you know, three or four weeks. No, 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 no. Put up like three, put up like three tutties in the first quarter. Finish them quickly so we yeah. can move on. Um, that's that's what that's what I would want to happen in a perfect world. But, you know, we'll see. It's got the, to me, it's got the same feeling <clears throat> as as the Jets last Thursday night. Like. This has got to be a team that you got to win. You you've got to come in, and this is a team that you should beat. You should beat them handedly, but will they? Yeah. And, and that's what that's what my fear and that's what my caution, my cautionary uh, optimism is about the Jags. And I think it's probably a little bit of PTSD, <laughs> you know, from being a Jags fan for so long. But it's just it's on a silver platter for you right now to take care of business and win the games you should be winning. Um, and, you know, I would hate for this one to be a barn burner against the, the, the Texans. But, I mean, it, this has got to be a great, like you said, this has got to be a flawless victory. This has got to be something where you go out and, you know, hang 21 on them quick, jump on them quickly, um, you know, take no prisoners um, and continue that momentum going forward. Because, again, and I know that we keep talking about, you know, January you know 7th or 8th, be, it's imminent because it's it's a very big game and you can't ignore that. I mean, hell, the Jags are calling 
and asking people to if they're going to opt in for playoff priority and all this other stuff. So they are already anticipating, you know, that 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 huge rush there. Uh, and then a lot of people, the momentum is continuing to build up as well against that game also. But what better way to catapult yourself into the potential playoff, you know, you know, talk, uh, catapult yourself into a must win than taking care of another inferior opponent in the Houston Texans, taking care of business, getting ready, coming in here and facing one of the largest crowds that you'll have ever since the Dallas game and close it out at home. I mean, it's 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 written. It's it's. It's literally a storybook season for the Jaguars right now. You've got a head coach, first year head coach. You've got the, you know, the quarterback, the number one draft pick. People are still out there on the fence about him and everything else like that. And he continues to develop him. Doug has a history as far as, you know, developing quarterbacks. And it's been great all year, up and down, tumultuous, tumultuous season, things like that. And then now the last half of the season, they're just exploding and firing on all cylinders. What better way to go into the playoffs than to absolutely dominate the last two divisional games and then, you know, you worry about your playoff opponent. That's true. And it marks definitely a turning point in the franchise because that's something we always did as we performed a little better against good teams but always completely underperformed against bad teams. And now we're sort of doing – the opposite, right? Like we beat good teams and now we're performing as we're expected to against bad teams, which feels weird. Uh, but I guess Sunday is really going to be the ultimate test because I mean, it's the worst team in the NFL as far as I understand. So, uh, so we'll see. Um, how much do we want to look ahead to the Titans game outside of maybe just the enthusiasm around it versus the actual football game? Cause I don't want to make the same mistake that we don't want the players to make. You know, I don't, um, Obviously, mathematically, the you know Houston games doesn't matter. To the Houston game doesn't matter mathematically. That's the only you know reason. Um, the Titans, you know, Malik Willis is didn't have a great day last week. They don't have any receivers really. All they've got Derrick Henry. That's about it. The worst thing you could do for a young quarterback is not have veteran receivers that he can go to to make plays to help him out. They've got some problems now. The the, the scary th- part about that is Mike Vrabel is not going to give up. Okay, They're not just going to fold and say, okay, yeah, we don't have our QB. Let's just – they're going to – they're gonna you know, these last two games for them, they've got the same – they don't have the emotion, the, the emotional high or the momentum in their favor, but they've got grit, and they've been there before as an organization. So – they should not be overlooked by any stretch of saying that we're going to um, do what to be did to them three, four weeks ago. And, you know, what's the old saying? You never kick a dog down. You know, when a dog's wounded or whatever it is that they come out really fighting, that's what I think is going to happen is they're going to come out scrapping. Like we've never seen. Remember, they lost. When do you see NFL players crying besides T.O. when they lose a regular season game? Yeah. 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 Never. <laughs> Never. I haven't seen that. So you had guys over there crying because they were mad because of the way they played. So they're going to come out ready to play, and we have to match that intensity. If we're able to conquer our own emotional kind of um, hurdles 
being able to match intensity and not play down to someone's level like Houston. I'll say this right now, and I'm looking way ahead, although I shouldn't. Bengals and Chiefs, yeah, they're really good. Buffalo does not scare me at all. Oh, no, no. Stop the Don't recording right now. Don't you're, scare you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't scare you, you are absolutely, hey. No, what, I'm what not are crazy. You, what are you drinking tonight? No, I'm not crazy, and I'll tell you <clears> why. I'll tell you why. Josh Allen is playing like absolute dog crap. Buffalo's defense, remember, they lost their top pass rusher. Their O-line's hurting. Yeah, they're 12-3. and three. I'd say it right now. I, I thought at the beginning of the year that Buffalo was finally going to get over the hump. I don't think they will this year. Bro, you're, you're, you I'm are, not saying it's going to be us. You are wild I right now. I don't think, I don't think they're going to get to the, I don't think they're going to get back to the Super Bowl. Oh my god. Cincinnati's getting healthy at the right time. Kansas City is still there. See see to to anyone in the Jaguars front office. See what this is what happens when you send off <laughs> emails and phone calls to uh, to us. This is what happens. Uh, we just get no. crazy. This is what this is exactly what happens. Anyone in the ticketing office that listens to the show, we know you listen. This is what happens when you send an email at 2.30 in the afternoon, opt in for playoff priority, and you follow up with 5 p.m. automated phone call, getting me getting us all hyped up. I did not Look say. At, listen to you. I did not say that <laughs> if we played them, we would beat them. That's not what I said. I did not say that, you know, you know, we have a no. All I said was they don't scare me as a fan. They don't scare me one bit. Cincinnati does. You know why Cincinnati does? Because our corners aren't the greatest. We don't have great depth at corner, and they have three horses at wide receiver. <clears throat> they scare me. What do you think Buffalo has? Buffalo Buffalo has one wide receiver and a bunch of number in a bunch of decent guys. And one dog, okay? Yeah, Cincinnati has three guys that are pretty good. You could probably have, you know, one A and, you know, two two A's pretty much. They have two number two wide receivers and one really good number one wide receiver. My point is they're just they're, – they're not playing well right now. Josh Allen, his, I mean, you think he's turned the ball over like 12 times, 12, 13 times in like the last seven, eight weeks. You know that's Trevor hasn't turned the ball over that much in that in that time frame, and he had a lot of fumbles against Philly. Think about that. So, but and that was beforehand. But since then, he hasn't. My point is is that this is the, the it's just going back to what I said earlier. It's not looking ahead. The opportunity's there to do something special, and now's the time for them to take advantage. Teams do it all the time. Teams have gotten lucky all the time, and now and now it's their time. Sorry, you just reminded me to get on my email and email my ticket rep as to why I didn't get an email or a phone call today about my <laughs> playoff tickets. Can you believe were, that? What is going on with that? Dude, I saw this sign next to the Coke machine that Shut said, up. if Corey Jones comes looking for a refill. They've got his picture up. Yeah, they got his picture up, man. <laughs> You're like the guy at the club that got that beat up all the bouncers, and they got the picture up at the uh, at the club saying, "Don't let him in." That's you. Oh yeah, so no, that happened like when you. I was younger. Back yeah, my, uh, they, they, they they don't like you. 
They definitely don't, don't like you at all. I, I really hope that's not the reason. <laughs> that would be really pathetic. But no, I am a little annoyed I didn't get the email or the call, though. Because, I mean, the deadline's, like, in, what, three days or something? <laughs> so, like, it's pretty important that I get the message to do that, which I definitely will do, obviously. I mean, why else would you go all season and not opt for the playoff? I mean, is there anybody you think that, that doesn't do that, do you think? Or... Um, there are probably some people that do it just to capitalize on the opposing team coming in and sell the tickets, which I think is absolute BS. But, you know, there there are some people out there that are going to opt in for the tickets and not go just to try to make a buck off of them. But I mean, other than that, man, no, I mean, if you if you if you're a season ticket holder, if you've been if you sat if you sat in that stadium and watched. Any game from September, <laughs> September through like October, and like literally, if you went to the Ravens game and fried your face off in the middle of November or at the end of November, like if you don't go to this game, like what was it all for? Something wrong with you, right? <laughs> what was that. it all for? I mean, like literally. I mean, and and then even 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 more even more relevant now, <clears throat> meaningful football. We've got meaningful football now in January, mm-hmm. and if you like, if you're a Jags fan, like, why are you not going to these games? It's and and from from what I can remember, the last time we had to play off, the last time we had that playoff game in seventeen um, against the Bills, and the ticket prices were still relatively lower than what playoff prices were going to be, you know. Around the NFL. Now, I'm not one to tell somebody what to do with their discretionary income because you ask my wife, I'm no, I'm I'm not the budgeter in, in the home. But if you are, you know, going to go to a playoff game or if you haven't had an opportunity to go to a NFL playoff game, you know, why not go to one when it's in your backyard? And if you even need more convincing, go to the game on uh, on the seventh or the eighth. You know, there's talks of that being flexed into Sunday night football. A bunch of things have got to happen as far as like the Bengals and a couple other teams should probably win their divisions or lock up their divisions first this week, this weekend, before it becomes interesting, you know, for the for the Jags and the Titans. Um, but I think that, you know, with the opportunity, with it being a primetime Sunday night football game, which a lot of us has never gone to either. These next two games, if you didn't go to the Dallas game, uh, if you don't go to the Titans game or the, the Jags versus Titans and then if you opt out to not go to a home playoff game, like what game are you going to go to? Right, exactly. Like what what game would you go to? Like you've literally got, you know, one of the premier NFL teams, you know, call the Cowboys what they are, one of the premier NFL teams in your backyard. You missed that one. Um, You know, you've had an opportunity to see talented, uh, you know, players as far as like Lamar Jackson. Um, You've seen, you had opportunity to see uh, Derek Carr and – Devonte, and now you, you opted out on passing out on those, but then literally your team can lock up playoffs at home, and you're going to pay a fraction of the cost to go to that one. Like, yeah, it, it, it's you should have to. You should have to opt out, not opt in. Yeah, Does that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I get why the team wouldn't do that because I don't know. I, it is kind of weird. Like, what are they hoping you don't do it so they can sell it at a higher price or something? I mean, that's probably horrible, isn't it? That's isn't that horrible? Probably. <laughs> is, is that, yeah. Remember, so. remember who owns the team now? Okay, he, 
he's not a football owner. He's a businessman. Okay. Yeah. As majority of them are. Um, he he's all about that dollar. So um, that and you say you make a great point, JK three, because usually around this time, Jags fans are looking at the college football playoff for the number one pick because they usually were playing in the college football playoff the last two or three years. Um, now we're not even, that's not, Hey, yeah, that, that's still going on, but we're not concerned about that. We still, our season's still going on. We still got yeah. relevant games to play. We still got meaningful, meaningful games that could really uh, do something, uh, you know, not just for the, you know, this season, but looking at, you know, looking ahead to next season, I think we've already, that team has already done <clears> enough <throat> to where, the off season is going to be even more interesting for us. Yeah. Because now since the culture has shifted, we're going to get free agency attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We might not have be the best destination, but guess what? We got a young quarterback, a good coach and a tax free state. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a lot. So got that uh, four seasons going downtown. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they right. Get that. It's happening. Okay. Uh, really quick, uh, before we do get out of here, man, I wanted to kind of shift over to the Twitter sphere. Uh, I put up a poll asking how many um, how many games, you know, how many primetime games should we expect the Jaguars to get next year, you know, based off of the wins and everything else like that. Um, you know, one to two, that was the 76% range, you know, so I, I would be, you know, happy with that. Um, but someone did make a really good point. Um, about you know as far as like the NFL how they um, they they really just kind of set it up by story storylines and so it's uh, at Slaw SC made a really good point saying that we could possibly have three home two away Trevor versus Mahomes Trevor versus Burrow Trevor versus Lamar Trevor versus Watson Trevor versus Allen next year so looking super super far into the future uh, as far as like potentially having uh, you know some primetime games. Because to me, I love those. I love the primetime games. I think it's great to have the, uh, you know, the attention on the city. You know, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, our most, uh, so so thanks for that, uh, that interaction. And I would say that uh, we just had a, another uh, recent five-star review from uh, Dustin1053. In 2019, I was in search of some Jaguars content. It's my first Jaguars podcast. Found it. It's still my favorite. Still his favorite. 2019. We started this show in 2016. We are true to this, not new to this, and we appreciate everyone that's listening continually since uh, 2016. That is really cool, actually. Also, did you see the one from Bobby who like tweeted a picture from the Jets game and said, Down by the Bank podcast got me hyped on the right end, huge game? That's yeah. cool. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, appreciate you all for doing that. And that review especially. I mean, that was just really, really nice. So Yeah, man. It's um, insane. So, yeah, we really do appreciate it. Um, you know, of course, tell a friend, tell a friend, you know, more five-star reviews. You know, that'd be great. But, yeah, man, no, it's it's awesome. Really do appreciate the interaction from everyone uh, on Twitter. And, I, and, of course, you know, the Jags are doing good. They're, they're hot right now. So it's easy to talk about them. But those 2016... 2018, 2019, tough years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. 17's yeah. an anomaly. <laughs> we don't even, even bring that up. That's just not even eh. – that's just, that's just ridiculous, man. Um, I'm just excited for the future. We, we have 
every you know quarterback driven league, you look at the best teams in the league, they all have uh top tier quarterbacks and we can and we can say we have one. We have one. We've been saying it on the show since the beginning. There are a lot of fans out there, especially on social media, that thought Trevor wasn't the guy. He is that guy. He is that dude. Okay. As the young kids say, he is him. Him. Yeah. <laughs> he is him. Yeah. Man, I, I want him to stop turning the ball over and the fumbles <laughs> and everything else like that. You know, that, that would be great. But, you know, you can't have it all. Yeah. That's not very him. But the other yeah. stuff is him. <laughs> Well, I mean, look at – I was talking about this before the – before we got started here, and just look at it like, you know, we, we everybody likes to compare. We're in a, a society of comparisons. Okay. He's got less picks than than Manning did his second year. Less picks than Herbert does his second year. Yeah, the fumbles came. If you take the the weather conditions out of the two games where he did fumble, especially that Philly game, you know, we could probably add up some of the fumbles. Um, but... The the picks are what really stand out to me. I mean, they're both equally important. But, you know, he's right on pace, if not ahead. And Peyton Manning had two all, all, you know, Hall of Famers that year in 98. He had Marshall Falk and Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison wasn't like, you know, uh, uh, you know, really, you know, balling out yet. But he was still on the team and still caught like, you know, over 60 balls, 800 yards, whatever it was. Point is... Yeah, he had guys. Trevor doesn't have guys. I mean, Etienne's good. He's a thousand yard rusher. He's got you know Christian Kirk's going to go for a thousand yards, but he doesn't. You know, you couldn't say without don't a shadow forget, of a doubt. Don't forget Easy E right now having the Ingram, having the yeah. best having the best tight end our best uh, season of, of a Jaguars tight end. Yeah, and the question is, those those two guys, you know, Marshall Falk and Marvin Harrison, made Peyton Manning look a lot better in his early years. Trevor Lawrence is making ETN, Kirk, and Ingram look a lot better in their career, you know. So, and I know it's kind of weird to say, but it's true. My point is it's it's working. And he he's he's learning. He's understanding. And in this, in this quarterback-driven league, we, we've got one. And they just, they might need to extend him after the season's over. Forget waiting another year or two. Just go ahead and give him the extension and keep it keep it moving. Well, no, we're definitely uh, gonna be uh, you know a little cautious uh, going into the game Sunday, and hopefully we'll uh, do what needs to be done, and then head into the next week against Tennessee, which it sounds like may have like a, a sort of a home playoff game atmosphere even before the playoffs. So, so we'll see. But yeah, we appreciate all the uh, feedback we've uh, received. Uh, like JK three was alluding to, really awesome stuff. As he mentioned, uh, tell a friend. If you tell a friend, you'll get a 10% discount on our future Patreon where we may cuss and talk about other controversial <laughs> things uh, whenever we end up setting that up. I'm just kidding. But um, definitely tell a friend. Definitely share uh, on Twitter and uh, whatever other <laughs> social platforms you're on. Mastodon, I heard that's a thing now potentially. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe so you can see our new episodes. We're also on Google Podcasts and Spotify as well. So thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you next time.